Welcome to Mustard MMA, the fortnightly MMA show where we get into all the latest comings and goings. My name's Joe, I'm joined as always by Matthew. And we've got a, got a bit of a free-for-all this week, Matt. It's kind of a, an in-between period for the USC. Kind of had a big pay-per-view in the past, another one on the horizon, some, some fights going on in between. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Joseph. First off, though, how are you? It's been a long while, isn't it? We're a bit later than our allotted two-week period. Feeling a bit ropey in the week, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, I must, I must take uh, some of the blame for that, I will admit. It was my 30th birthday last week. Uh, so two night, two nights out in a row. You, I mean, you're older than me, so you know how difficult it does start to get. And I, I, I'm not quite. I'm still not quite getting over it. I had to take Wednesday off work, having having worked Monday and Tuesday. Somehow it got worse during during the week. So, uh, but I, I think I'm over it. <laughs> Just about. So, so what did you get up to, Joseph? Obviously, we've not chatted properly since uh, turning thirty. Um, I know you went out and stuff. Any any little stories? Was it just a, a complete blank? Well, a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's a tale of two nights, really. I went out on the Friday with some people after work, got out about five, went to like a beer at one, and they had no beer. They had no beer on tap, and it was £6.20 for a bottle of beer. But it was two for one on cocktails, so I was like, oh, sod it, just go for them. I, I, I started tucking into a couple of old fashions for some reason. Should have stuck with a strawberry daiquiri, maybe, but uh, I, I had a few too many too quickly, and I ended up going home about nine o'clock that evening. And then Saturday, nice. Saturday morning, I was back up and out at four o'clock in the afternoon, and I didn't get home until quarter four that night. And that one's a little bit more of a blur. So, like I say, t- t- Taylor two halves that weekend. That's the killer, isn't it? That one. You- you're topping up from the the, da- the strawberry daiquiri slash old fashioned <laughs> night, and then yeah. I reckon once you've hit sort of match of the daytime, about half ten, it's six oh. hours of nothingness in that in your nut. Isn't it? Yeah, I was just I was just ready for bed by that point. God knows what's going on. It's almost a delayed reaction, like you say. You went, you, you worked on Monday and Tuesday, but it just sort of catches up with you when you when you're thirty, Joseph. You got to <laughs> you got to learn how to manage it. I'm thirty four now, thirty five in a couple of months, and uh, I kind of know where my uh, level is nowadays. But you got to go all out on the actual birthday itself. So welcome to the club. Thank you. It's a, it's, it's a joyous decade, and and you're now the youngest in said decade. So you got to look at it that way. And um, what better way? There's a crack into a mishmash of different MMA bits, eh? Yeah, yeah. Let's get cracking into it. I think we're going to run through the divisions that we got in the USC at the moment and talk about everything that's going on in there. We'll start off with 135. Not too much going on below that. And obviously coming up this weekend, or, or sorry, in a couple of weeks, it is Rob Font, Jose Aldo. Potentially a number one contender fight. Rob Font's kind of quietly been going about his business. He's been patient, I think, actually. Uh, waiting for this Aldo fight. It's probably probably one or two he could have had in, in the interim. I don't know, but this is a big one. And uh, certainly if you're looking, looking for a title shot off the back of it, Jose Aldo on his recent form, but more more importantly, being Jose Aldo, you know, a, a win here for Rob Font will do him no favours. And, uh, you know, Aldo's looked good recently, but Rob Font, the run that he has been on, you know, I'm, I'm, I certainly wouldn't put it past him. He's maybe got a bit of youth on his side, a bit of bit of exuberance, maybe a bit of, um, it's, it's kind of his first rodeo almost at this top level, isn't it, Rob Font? So there's maybe no fear there. Yeah, looking forward to it though. Yeah, I think it's going to be a cracking fight, but the only problem is that it's just a bit of a mess, isn't it, Joseph? If he wins, well, what happens? I think he's pretty much in the same spot that he is now. What with, who's in there? You've got Sterling coming back and Jan's the, the, 
interim champion. Sterling's on the shelf with the actual champion. You've got TJ knocking about. Yeah. A win here for Rob Font probably keeps him exactly where he is. I mean, it might give him a bit more, bit more. Sort of like, it highlights him a little bit more in the recency bias of people that he actually should be ahead of someone like TJ. But out of them names, he, he's definitely number four, isn't he, in terms of star power. Aldo, on the other hand, he's lost a couple as well. He's won a couple on the bounce since. Um, I don't know about this one. I, I do like the fight. I think it's a fantastic one and a great opportunity for Rob Font, probably more than Aldo. But I just don't think it really does much for the winner in the short term. No, possibly not short term because you're going to have to see Jan Sterling too, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, so they've got to unify the belts. But I think if you know, Rob Font, like I say, is taking his time with this one, picked out a good one. Maybe if they can get that next fight, that Aldo, uh, the Sterling fight done, fairly soonish, so first quarter of next year. I don't really know mm. what the timeline is at the moment, but potentially Font fights for the belt this time next year. Uh, TJ, TJ is there. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe they're perhaps a little bit reluctant to give him the title shot. Obviously, he beat Corey Sandhagen, and Sandhagen got the interim shot anyway. So I don't know. You know, that might just be a little niggle he had or, or whatever. Who knows? But maybe they're not that keen on giving the Dillashaw a title shot straight away again. Maybe Dillashaw will be the one that'll have to get another one in. And if Font wins this, you know, I could see it happening. Well, you think Font and Dillashaw would be next? No. I think, Should he win? No. I think Font could quite rightly get a title shot after this, after with the run he's been on. I think that would be fair. Once you get, uh, uh, like I say, Jan Sterling out of the way, maybe if Sterling wins that fight, which we're kind of writing him off at the moment, but maybe something else happens there. But if... Font gets a win here and sits out and waits for that to happen. He could could fight the winner, I think. Yeah, I think if, if Font wins, it's probably a little bit more clean cut, and it? it's he has to get a shot sooner rather than later. If Aldo wins, though, I think it's a little bit trickier. Mm. I think we might see TJ and Aldo if Aldo gets the win over over Rob Font because I think TJ, while he probably wants the shot next, if he's not going to get a shot and he's going to give that up, that fighting Aldo is probably the next big thing because that's a massive fight and probably yeah. get a bit, bigger payday than fighting Font. So. Whatever happens, whoever wins uh, in this fight, when is it? Not this week, week after. It's, it's just sets up a couple of cracking fights, doesn't it, at Bantamweight? It's just a fantastic division. But you've got others floating about in there, Joseph. Marlon Vera looked absolutely stunning the other day against Edgar. I thought Edgar started well. Against, we're going back to 268 here. That's how long it's been since we've had a chat, isn't it? Hmm. God, it seems miles ago. Well, uh, Marlon, Marlon Vera, mate. Quality, quality event that was, wasn't it? Just from top it to was, bottom. To be fair, yeah. Just nasty. And nasty it, it produced, it produced one of the greatest photos or images oh, ever what? in the UFC. <laughs> poor, poor Frankie, man. Uh, I love. Do, do you know what? Like, he's one of everyone's favourite fighters. Any Frankie just never gives up. Used to eat them shots for breakfast well, back in the day. Well, to be fair, I was, I was thinking actually. You look back to those Gray Maynard fights. It weren't too similar to the shape he was in at the weekend and like it's almost Frank Edgar's the the way MMA has gone with the stoppages a little bit it's been to Edgar's detriment because he's been in positions like that before back in the day and come out on top hasn't he? but you don't you don't really get that chance not that I thought he was going to beat Marlovera on this occasion but it's kind of um, when you span so many eras like Frank Edgar has done it's, it's, it doesn't suit his style as much Nah, and the size difference in the pair of them as well oh. was just ridiculous. Mad. Like, he was lightweight champion. <laughs> I that know. Size, it's crazy, much. isn't it? 
it's mental. It's like who's a, who's a massive lightweight now, like Chandler or something. Imagine him against Edgar. It's just ridiculous. But I, I, this is why I hate like Twitter and stuff and Instagram. It's just it's just a breeding ground for shitting on someone, isn't it? Like a legend <laughs> yeah. like that, and it's going around all the WhatsApp groups, like all the all the casuals, all those who don't even watch it. It's just gone round. I feel sorry for him, I must say. But you know, I think he had a hip replacement as well, like six months ago. I was reading, <laughs> and he dominated that first round. If I'm if I remember correctly. So fair play to him. He's still got the skills and stuff. It's just the chin that he was famed for is just gone. Yeah. It, seemingly. I mean, I'm pretty sure that would knock out most people though. Yeah. Heel to the face. It's, it was, it was a, a great, a great finish for Marlon Vera, obviously. But uh, yeah, you know, I thought, I thought Marlon would win. So he, he does put his name in there not quite tight already. Probably not even quite title contender, number one contender already, really, but a good win for Marlon Vera. And obviously he's beat, Big Sean O'Malley, and he's uh, you know, he, he's going about his business, Marlon. He could, he could be like you say, great size, good striking, and, and all that kind of stuff. So he's got, he's got a chance. Yeah, he seems like a bit of a nutter and all. Which yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> it's always a sprinkler that helps. So where does he actually sit in this division for you, then, Joseph? Obviously, we mentioned it's a bit of a cluster at the top. But do you think he should have a, have his eye on one of these in the main event, Aldo or Font? Call them out, slate them on socials. Yeah, potentially, potentially. I think when you look at the rankings, there's fights in there for him that he, he might as well take in a lot of ways. Dominic Cruz, Marlon Moraes, Munoz, Garbrand. Like, you might as well take those fights and, and I'd probably, yes, I'd probably fancy him to, him to win all of them. So, you know, you might, like I say, you might as well. Financially, I guess you could work down your contract, get a couple of big wins, put yourself in there and, and get a new contract next time if, if you like. So, Obviously, they're all going to come out and say, yeah, sod it, I'll just go for the belt, I'll beat everyone now. But, yeah, might as well fight a couple of other blokes. Well, it's, we say it's a bit too uh, clustery at the top of Bantamweight. At featherweight, it seems a bit clean cut. We'll move on to the featherweights now, Joseph, 145. Holloway Rodriguez happened recently, obviously. This was when you were out, off your nut, doing yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, did you see it? And can you remember what you did see, if you did? I haven't seen the old thing, but... Um... I've seen, I've seen a decent chunk of it, and it's uh, a classic, great fight, wasn't it? Great fight. Kind of kind of as predicted, I think Holloway always had too much for Yair Rodriguez. I think, to be fair to Yair, it's interesting where he goes and what, what he does now, because it's, it's been, he's been close, hasn't he, for a long time now, but like you say, I don't, I don't, I don't see him at Max Holloway's level at the moment. Probably a title shot, isn't it? Yeah. You can't you can't really say no to Volkanovski Holloway even though it's two 0 at the moment. Yeah, the, uh, it's just that horrible situation. If it does go three 0 yeah, you got you got no sellable fights there. But going back to Rodriguez, I've never really been that overly impressed with him in the past. I thought he's quite flashy and stuff, but a bit more hype job than anything else. Um, I completely changed my mind at the weekend. I was over, properly impressed. I didn't think he'd offer Max anything. But he was just unbelievable, I thought, particularly with that two-year layoff. Won the first round, probably, arguably won the second, but I don't know. Maybe went to max. But just the fight he put up was just unbelievable. And some of the some of the shots he managed to take in that fight was just exceptional. And one of one of the fights of the year, without a shadow of a doubt. But I think Rodriguez has thrown his name into the hat of being in title contention. Not, I think basically, I think his stock's gone up in that defeat, and um, I don't think we'll see him too far away from a title shot. 
um, whatever happens next. I think we'll go one more fight and probably be in for a title shot if he, if he gets a win there because of the lack of contenders helps him, obviously. But I was absolutely uh, blown away by both of their performances, really. But I thought, I thought Max would make easier work of it than he did. Um, I think perhaps maybe he underestimated him a little bit as well. But Max just showed everything he, that's great about him. He come back from adversity in the first round, lost it quite clearly, and and just systematically beat him down uh, for the rest of the rest of the fight. So definitely got to make that trilogy. But let's, let's just pray Max gets that win just to get some more legs out of it because I don't think he'd probably too, do too well up at lightweight after his Poirier performance. So I don't know. Woodrow and Joseph, anyone else out there in, in the featherweights who might have a crack going forward? Anyone out there that can beat the Volksy? <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? Maybe Rodriguez Ortega. That'd be a nice one to make. Both, mm. both coming off a loss. That'd sort of uh, sort the cat uh, sort the cat amongst them. That's not the right <laughs> thing to say, is it? <laughs> we'll leave it at that. I don't yeah. even need to clear it up. Sort the cat out. Yeah. So sort the cat out there. And... Uh, <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's even when you look at the, like the uh, the trilogy, you say it'd be a nightmare if it goes three nil to to Volkanovski. If it goes two one, you've got to see it again for the fourth time. That's so, a very good point. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's just going to go on forever with these two at the moment because I don't think there are any challenges. You have got obviously Arnold Allen. You mentioned he's or you mentioned earlier he's, he's calling out Korean Zombie. Good fight for him. That one makes sense. And as much as we like Arnold Allen. He's got a little bit to do to show that he's going to go in there and beat Holloway or Volkanovski, I think. As, to be fair, anyone would have, do you know what I mean? Until you show that you can do it. Those two are just head and shoulders above everyone else at the moment. So, mm. uh, it, it is a tough one. It is a tough one. It, you, I don't think there's, you know, there's not there's not a tongue coming through in this division at the moment. So, maybe we're going to see Holloway, Volkanovski just like once a year for the next few years. It's like Christmas. Yeah. Set a date every year. Them two can just fight. You get sick of Christmas, though, every now and again, don't you? (laughs) So, too much of it. But we might actually see what I think you mentioned about a month ago, a couple of weeks back. uh, Cejudo won. That's that's the sort of joker in the pack, isn't it? It's crying out for it, really, isn't it? It is crying out for it. Even if you see that next and then Holloway has another crack after that just to break it up a little bit I think we might see that one hopefully as well because it's grown on me that idea and I think um, it could be a lot of fun so we'll move on to 155 then starting off Justin Gaethje beat Michael Chandler a couple of weeks ago again probably that was my my call for that one I think I don't know just a little bit bigger almost like in a battle of of, we're going to stand here and throw punches and like see who can take them the most. I think I think Gaethje wins that one most most times against Chandler. Shout out to Chandler because he's coming into yeah. the USC and just absolute no messing about, is he? All three of his fights have just been like standout performances. He's lost a couple, but still looked really good in all of them. And it's one of those ones where he could probably play it a lot safer and and pick up wins perhaps in those fights. Obviously, he's fighting top top fighters, but he's he's not. He's just going in there, balls out, and he's so shout out to Michael Chandler. Yeah, I, I was well impressed with him. Like like you say, like if you're going to put uh, someone in there with Gaethje and they're just going to swing leather the whole time, you put your house on Gaethje. But there were times, man, when he looked in serious trouble and Chandler was just... Uh, it was quite hard to watch. It was a fantastic fight. It was just 
brutality throughout and I called him a one round merchant Michael Chandler in the preview and uh, I've got to take that back and go 180 <laughs> because he was he was fraying for 15 minutes straight but man that's that's got to that's got to knock some miles off the clock in it and that's just you would have thought so you're going to need a, an ibuprofen the next day there or two <laughs> and that's horrible yeah. you think you had an hangover yes hello Jesus oh Justin and Mickey they were struggling for a couple of days I reckon but that's that's the game in it, and this is why they're superstars because they're that's they're must see TVs. The highlight, any Gaethje, but I suppose the question is, does this put him in line for a title shot? You got you got Khabib, the the, the mouthpiece of Islam, yeah, chatting breeze, winding a few people up, causing a bit of aggro. Uh, Dariush, he's knocking around. Where is he? No one knows where he is. He's just hiding somewhere in his it's bedroom, in his, in his Tesla, isn't he? Just tearing about. It's in his Tesla. Oh yeah, of course. Forgot about that. Oh, what's his What's his name? Who's the geezer? Elon. Uh, Elon. Elon. Yeah. Sorted him out. Yeah. But who, who is next? That's the question, Joseph. Yeah, I'd give it Gaethje just because that's uh, that's the, the best one. I think. I'd I'd like to see. It. I think you no. Know, I think Gaethje's pretty. To be fair, Gaethje was before he fought Khabib. Gaethje was numero uno. Do you know what I mean? He he was top of the pile in lots of ways, and he lost to Khabib, which everyone does. And so he's mm. come back. He's got a nice win here. So I would give it to Gaethje. Islam, I'm happy to see him fight someone else. You could probably argue that he does deserve it. He's got a lot. He's got a lot of things going for him. If you were to put down sort of pros and cons about who would get it next, Makachev has certainly got a lot going for him. I, f- I think Dariush has got to fight Makachev. I think that, I think that's probably the fight. Like it, it, and it, it makes sense in a lot of ways as well because it is actually an interesting fight because Dariush, on paper, has potentially got a counter to Islam. And Dariush, to be fair to him, is is in the form of his life at the moment, even though we ain't seen him for a while. So I'd probably see it breaking down like that. So you didn't manage to see Joel Alvarez versus Tiago Moise, did you? I missed this one, yeah. Yeah, so like this is where it makes it a little bit interesting for me. Obviously, MMA math don't really work, but when you look at Islam's performance against Moise, um, well, a couple of months back or whenever it was, compared to Joel Alvarez, who's like number 15 in the rankings or whatever, he completely dismantled him and just battered him. But Islam took his time and took a long. Basically, I don't think I think it's put a bit of a blot on his on his performance there, and it kind of raises my eyebrows about whether he should get a title shot next. And that, well, why couldn't you get him out of the, out of there that quickly? Granted, he, he did with Dan Hooker, so it kind of makes my point redundant. But but the thing is, when you've got Dariush there, Gaethje there. Yeah, I think it certainly puts question marks over whether he actually deserves the shot next, nine fight win streak or not. So I, I'm with you, Joseph. I think that Gage, you got to be next. If Ezidam's that good, he'll get the title shot eventually, won't it? Yeah. Just give him one more. Um, but it would be very, very funny if Darius just beat him. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? And I wouldn't put it past Darius at this moment in time. He is, he is the dark horse, and he is very, very well-rounded, isn't he? Which seems like a bit of a mild thing to say, but he put it to good, to effective use. I think, you, I think you got to, you got to support the dad bod. In yeah. any situation in the UFC, and he is the 155 dad bod. So, like, we we've, we've got to support him, and uh, <laughs> it would be funny. The proper spoiler if he managed to beat Islam, but that's the fight they've got to make, surely. I mean, it's it it's a bit out of order on Dariush, but at the same time, he's got to have a fight at some point. And um, if he did manage to beat Islam, he's just rubber stamped his title shot. So we'll see what happens. Uh, do you, you think Oliveira beat Poirier? Didn't you? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so as well. Gaethje made a good point, though. He said there's no dog in that boy or something like that. And I think that's a very interesting point. When, you, when it get, the going gets tough, when you're against Poirier, you're against the Gaethje, would Oliveira wilt a little bit? I mean, we saw it against Chandler. He sort of got that out of his game a little bit. But in those deep rounds, I think Poirier and Gaethje have got a little bit extra, haven't they? So that should be interesting to see if it does go to a third and a fourth and a fifth. Uh, when is it? A couple of weeks' time. So it's, I, I'm leaning towards Oliveira because I think of the... It never seems to go the way the UFC want it to go. Mm. And I think they want Poirier win the nace for that Connor thing. But, yeah, interesting stuff there. Last on a 155, Joseph. 268, Ally Quinter got a bit of a shellacking from the the potential of <laughs> uh, I called it. Green. I called it. You did call it. And I thought, I thought he looked unbelievable. He looked like Anderson Silva, didn't he? Superb. Superb. But the point being, at the back of that, Alar Quinter looks like he's sacking it now. And it showed a little bit. It looked like he didn't really give a shit when he was in there. Probably, obviously did. But it, it looked like he gave up a little bit easy and he weren't at the races. And uh, all in on the houses. Yeah, I mean, the the, the highlight of Iaquinter's weekend for me was I was watching the Embedded. And I don't know if you see it. And I think <laughs> Iaquinter and Sterling were standing in the hallway and Colby was walking towards him. And those two are just chatting, and I quit and looks up and sees it's Colby. He's like, oh, dude, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and Colby's like, yeah, settling, settling, and just keeps walking. <laughs> and that, that, that caught me for some reason. That just made me laugh. But uh, oh, He's a geezer. He's, he's got that, pro- yeah, I like him. He's a legend, isn't he, our I quit now. So a bit of like we're raging now, turning into real estate out in the latter stages of his career. But, I mean, to be fair to him, it, it kind of gets forgotten about now, but it was all that uh, talk him up against the USC, sort of like a one-man army against the USC and sort of workers' rights and stuff to to that sort of um, that sort of thing. So he's been uh, sort of an, an important part of the USC. Sad to see him go, but, yeah, you know, Bobby Green kind of took him, took him to the cleaners, didn't he, really? Yeah, that was a brilliant performance, but back to our life, Quinton, like, yeah. His art's not in it. His art's not in it. Get him, uh, get him on the real estate game. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I completely forgot about that period where he was just having it with Dana and the UFC, and he stuck to his guns. He, he didn't fight yeah. for a long time. So fair play to him. Uh, a good, good sport, the young lad, and all the best in his future endeavours. But Bobby Green, uh, potential at 35, man, he's coming to his own. He's and he, he was, was absolutely he was, unbelievable. He was saying it himself on the mic afterward. He weren't messing about. He thinks he's got the potential to go and go and win the title. Well, when you look at like that division, it's not. While there's a lot of talent in there, it's not quite like what it used to be. I don't think. I think there's a bit of a handing over at a baton, the turnover of the generations, isn't there? I mean, Gaethje, he's probably on his last couple of runs. Poirier, the same. You don't have your Khabib's and your Connors and your your Ferguson's in there. Uh, prime Cowboy stuff like that. Uh, RDA, you've got you've got an opportunity here. Yeah. Much like light heavyweight, you know, where there's a bit of a turnover. I think he, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him rack a couple of wins together here, uh, get a favourable matchup or two, and man, he can talk on the mic, so he can talk his way into a title shot if he really wants to. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and uh, he's got dynamite in his hands. So, yeah, I'd love to see that. Big Bobby Green, potential 35. Let's have it. Moving on to 170 then. Probably, arguably, the biggest bit of news that we've had in, in this whole period, I guess. Usman beat Covington. Settled the score, I guess you would say. No one, certainly no one's clamouring to see that third fight now. And again, the favourite, weren't he, in this one, Usman? I think 
you know, it's it's to me it certainly wasn't as exciting as the first fight. I do think Usman looked a uh, look looked pretty comfortable if you know, if not if not if not kinda of eye catching too much. You know, he he did some good work. I would say he won the fight fairly clearly. You know, I know Covington had, had disagree with that slightly. I get where he's coming from. Certainly when you look at total volume and things like that, Covington had his moments, but I think I think I think it was a fair result in the end. Anyway, I'm quite excited to, to see where, where this goes now, where Covington goes. Hamzat has thrown his name in the mix. He's right there. Perhaps Leon Edwards, he gets a title shot off the back of this. Obviously, Masvidal's pulled out of his one. Gilbert Burns is just absolutely raring to go again. So, maybe... Maybe there's not too many options for Usman, but if all the, if all the kind of chips fall correctly, you could have a nice little run of fights here. Yeah, I think we were saying it before, weren't they? Whatever happens in this fight, there's going to be uh, the byproduct of that for whoever won and lost. There was going to be excellent fights. Whatever happens, there's loads of people waiting in the wings. Obviously, you got the Edwards thing, as you say. I think that's probably made or being worked to make in March or April. Masvidal's out. That's that's a pain in the ass for that two six nine card because that was a, a big selling point. I think it would take a hit. I know you like to talk about pay per view figures, Joe. <laughs> I think that would take a bit of a hit that one. But that's I think Edwards. 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 Edwards is a shoe in there for for a title shot. So he's had, probably had a bit of a touch there. That Masvidal's not fighting. The only bad thing for him is he probably won't be able to get his hands on him because mm. that's a bit, a bit revenge. We'll have to. Uh, what's the word? So the word be on ice. Put on, Put on ice. ice. Yeah, yeah. Put on the cat. <laughs> but the, the fight itself, Usman Covington, I thought Usman, the, when you watch the first two rounds, you're like, he, he's he's just leagues above. He's not going to touch him. He's just, the, the, the thing that struck me is just looks so much stronger and more powerful with his punches, yeah, isn't it? Usman. Miles, isn't he? Yeah. He nearly knocked him out at the end of round two, I think. Uh, Covington survives. But then Covington, man, he, he's not like the best striker, is he? Like, no. I, I don't think. But, he was landing loads, and I think that there is a there is a way to beat Usman because if Covington's landing on you the way he did, and he was hurting him at times, but it's just the power just wasn't there. He's a volume puncher, I think, as you mentioned. But I think there is a way to beat Usman, but that he's just he's just so strong and powerful, and you're not going to take him down. Um, that it's going to be a difficult task for anyone there at 170. But I think Covington, you, you see it in the fight. He was he was sort of turning the popularity. He was going a bit into a good guy towards the end people were yeah. cheering for him and i think he took it well at the end i think he knows his shtick has got a shelf life and he needs to change it and uh, and and he's and he's adapting that a little bit so i think he, he went straight onto the i'll fight street judas next and all that so he, he's he knows where the next money fight is and i think that's what we'll see next but for usman i think there is a way to beat him yeah and i mean it's interesting when he was calling out that masvidal fight obviously masvidal was meant to be fighting leon edwards at the time i was like well, what's yeah. Like, what's the point? the point? What's yeah. the point in that? And now Masvidal isn't fighting Leon Edwards, so I think fair enough. He's got a nice, he's got a little tight, tight hamstring. Rest up for a few weeks. Get the Covington fight on. That'd be a great fight. And also think Covington's got to be the one to welcome Hamzat to the, to the top of that division as well. And I think if you're looking at someone who's trying to do a complete, complete about turn in a lot of ways. Uh, from being like the the bad guy up against Usman, coming off that perhaps with a little bit hu- more humility, going into a Hamzat fight with kind of all the connotations that are there. Hamzat's kind of the bad guy himself at the moment. He's the he's the real kind of wolf 
wolf at the top of the division he's calling himself and he so in a lot of ways he could come back and say he's doing it like for america america against russia all that kind of thing and he could end up becoming like the good guy like the kurt angle of the uh of the ufc so i think there, there is certainly plenty more to come from covington but he's just gonna have to avoid usman at the moment because uh you're not going to see it for a third time, and he's had a good go. But yeah, there is definitely a, a way to win him, uh, to beat Usman. Edwards might have it. Yeah, I mean, so are you, are you calling uh, skullduggery on the the Masvidal pulling out? Yeah, not, not necessarily more, more money in the Covington fight than there is Edwards. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm calling it out uh, 100%, but it, the, it, it, it adds up quite nicely, doesn't it? You've done a people's eyebrow to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lot, lot of WWE references today. I'm liking it. But, um, yeah, Covington, man, I think he's done, done a typical face turn, didn't he? He knows where the money is. I, I like the Chimiev fight, Joseph. Uh, it, it would take some serious balls for him to do that. And Chimiev looks like an animal in a minute. I think if, you, if you've got anything about it, you just avoid that fight like the plague in a minute. <laughs> I mean, I was always saying he's a bit too... Too much of a hype job, but I saw a wrestling match with straight wrestling match between him and Jack Hermanson the other day. Obviously, Hermanson, a big middleweight, uh, he absolutely ragdolled him. So it just shows you he's not just ragdolling a. Was, who was that geezer he beat? Up at middleweight, knocked him out. Legendary name, Mearshart. <laughs> yeah, Mearshart. Yeah, Gerald. Gerald, big G. Yeah, he, he's obviously a bit of a low middling middleweight, but uh, just completely dominate Jack Hermanson in a in a wrestling match. And looking massive at the same time, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good one for for Covington. Stick with Street Judas, I think. Yeah, do that one first, definitely, and get 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 paid. I reckon they might do be the tough coaches. You know, there's another tough coming back, and obviously it'll be pretty dry. But if you've got Covington and Masvidal in there, it, it just makes you want to tune in, isn't it? Yeah, it would. I go. I, would they maybe wonder that's a little bit? too extreme for their their brand if you just got them to go at each other non-stop because it depends on it because that's what it was back in the day in a lot of ways uh tough and that's what made it good so if they want to revitalize it then more people would watch it they've got to bring that back man they've got to bring back the the, the silliness the hatred you know what i mean the hatred that's what it's all about <laughs> yeah. no one wants to tune in and see you what see... season are we on 29 god knows but you want to see rampage ripping doors off don't you Exactly, you want a door made of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like a prop door they put there for us. <laughs> but yeah, the glory is. That's but anyway, it. we digress there, Joseph. Lots going on at Welterweight. Lots going on. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, hopefully Edwards gets a, gets a bash here. I, I mean, I, I do like Leon. I think he's a great fighter. I think he's been a bit unlucky, to say the very least. I just don't know if he. I, I don't know Usman. I just don't know if he's he's got the right tools to beat Usman. It's, it's my only worry. He's a bit too much a jack of all trades, uh, master of none sort of job. You know what I mean? I think mm. we need someone who's going to be a bit of a Chuck Lydell style sprawl and brawler, and he's got that knockout power. He's going to beat an Usman. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But uh, moving it on to two lads at a different end of their career. Coming up this weekend, Brian Barberena up against Matt Brown. Just a standout couple of old lads going at it. We always like to see Matt Brown coming off quite an impressive win, to be honest. I think, uh, just, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking forward to a Matt Brown win here. Just, can he make a title run? Two on, get Pick up two on the bounce. 
a title run. <laughs> Do you think he's got the style to beat Usman? Then, he is. He is the man. He is immortal. He like he cannot be killed. He's like Jon Snow of Welterweight. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I've fin- I finished Game of Thrones since we last spoke. Oh, have you? You've completed it after eleven years or whatever it is. Faults. I didn't think the ending was as bad as people made out. No, it's definitely not as bad. But it's not great. Like, it's well rushed. Yeah, rushed just, is the word. Like the last two episodes are like, let's just change everyone's personality <laughs> yeah. and do stuff they wouldn't normally do. And I don't know how that that brand fella become king of the whatever. King of the What's all that world, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. God knows. The six yeah. kingdoms or whatever it is. Yeah, they ruined it. Yeah, it they went a bit. It, like you it's say, it's, a, it it's, a bit jank. it's not the worst thing you've ever seen. Some of the episodes are really good episodes and stuff like that. Um, so rushed. So maybe they were all just, <laughs> maybe they were all just sick of it, and I, I couldn't blame them. But well, I, I was reading because afterwards I was just avoided everything about Game of Thrones. Not to go into Game of Thrones chat here, but like they were just they wanted to, they had to sort of finish it so they could write a new Star Wars film. These lads or something. Yeah, and then they so got to rush through this, and then they got sacked from Star Wars. I think. Well, because they're shit. I think so, yeah. But like, that's, that's the thing, like, you'd get in the old days, it would take them, like, four episodes to walk from some, one place to another and travel there. But here, they're like, right, you've got to go to Dragonstone or whatever it's called. And the next scene, he's there. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, what are you talking about? This is, Like, well, I, I couldn't gauge the time. Like, Varys just um, turned his back on her, and the next day he was dead. And I was like, what? Yeah, just pure spoilers here, by the way. So, but um, well, like I say, it's been eleven years, so get your act together. But I think Matt Brown, <laughs> back to the point, probably won't have a have a run at the shot here. Run at the shot, run at the title. Nah, I think he'll win it though. Good fight as well. I, I think Bar- Barbarian is pretty underrated. I think he's quite. What's the word? We can take a lot of damage. Durable. durable. Yeah, he's quite durable. So I think this could be a bit of a war. I'd actually fancy Barb Rayner here, unfortunately. I love Matt Brown, but I think Barb Rayner has always gone under the radar a little bit. I know he lost to Jason Witt last time out, but um, I think Matt Brown's best days behind him, unfortunately. But a great fight for on, on a free card, so uh, mustn't grumble. Last on the, the well, was Joseph. There's always a man lurking. He's always lurking in the background, and he ain't Irish. His name ain't Connor. His name's Nate Diaz. He said December. Do we care? He's obviously got a fight in December lined up. Do we have uh, any sort of inclination to see him, and do we have an idea of who it might be? I do. I do enjoy it. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy the, when Nate Diaz is in town. It's, it's something different. Is I, I like his personality. I don't know. I think he's just. I think deep down he just seems like a nice bloke. But uh, I've literally got no idea who it would be. Well, Luke has been, it's been Luke in it for ages, but yeah, like, but... it's just not happened. So it makes me think it's someone else. I would love to see Chimaev. I think he'd batter him. I really do. But I think it's Diaz's last fight on his contract or something. Not to get too professional about it, but I think that it may be his last fight. Does he want to go out like that with Chimaev? I think it's going to be want to be a winnable one, which makes me think Luke isn't the, the answer either, because I think Luke is not <laughs> yeah. Winnable and, but I don't know. I don't know. It maybe an old lad, winner of Barbarain and Brown. Who knows? I'd, t- I'd take Matt Brown, Nate Diaz. That that'd be fun. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just just two animals going at it. But yeah, pro- I'd like to see him bumped onto that two six nine in place of Masvidal and Edwards. So 
because it's lost a bit of star power in it, and he certainly ain't fine on that Dalkus uh, <laughs> Lewis card, is he? So let's hope he jumps onto that that two six nine card, eh? All right, then one eight five middleweights Adesanya Whitaker two UFC two seventy one twelfth of Feb in Canada or Seattle. My geography isn't great. I don't know if they're close, but it, one of those two places, apparently. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? I don't know why. I mean, Canada's a, uh, a big MMA country, isn't it? Like, yeah. what, GSP stuck it on the map and, and it stayed there. So they can pack out a stadium there with a fight like that. Seattle's a weird one. Don't know. I only just know it rains a lot there. So maybe they need a bit of cheer. So therefore, they'd throw on Anderson and Whitaker too. So obviously, you're not going to be getting this in uh, Australasia because of what's going on down there and, and every, pretty much everywhere else. So, but yeah, what a fight! I'd say that might be for the best, you know, just all round for Whitaker and that, take him out of his own country, get rid of all that, and fight. Uh, obviously, it still is a, uh, a sort of a rivalry, a, a country rivalry, isn't it? But do it, do it elsewhere, do it in America or Canada, and I think that makes sense. Yeah, it's massive for Whitaker, though, isn't it? It's, it puts him in that Holloway situation where it's like, yeah. lose this, and if you lose pretty much in a similar way as you did last time, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're miles away, ain't you? I know there's not many at 185, and you could pretty much quickly work your way up to a side shot again, but huge fight for Whitaker, massive. Um, I, I, I do think he'll put on a better performance this time. Do you, do you think he can do it? I think if anyone's going to do it, it's him, isn't it? I think he can do it, most definitely, and I'm pretty sure I've... I picked him to do it in the in the first one. I'm pretty sure I, I would have done that, and I, I still think he can. I do still think he can. He got caught last time. Didn't like his game plan. Didn't like the way he came out and the way he was fighting. I think he's looked better since then. Uh, so I do think he can. I think he I think he could fairly not easily, but I think he, if he wanted to, he could take him down over the course of five rounds enough to do some damage there. Uh, obviously, Adesanya has looked good with his takedown defence, and perhaps Whitaker will need to mix it up a little bit more than that. But there's most definitely a route to victory there, and it wouldn't really do any harm to see Whitaker get get the win here. Like you said, there's, there's not too much going on below them. Anzat might have to come up to this division as well and, and give these lads a go, just just to just just to save us. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there's a couple you could throw in throw in after that, but Whitaker, get the win here, make it one all, do it again a third time, and that'll, that'll probably keep it ticking over. Because there, there is a potential contender, obviously Alex Pereira, the bloke who's knocked Adesanya out twice, I think, before in kickboxing, or at least once, certainly. He looked cracking at UFC 268, made his debut, got kind of held down for a little bit against someone who isn't really a grappler in the first round, so obviously he's a world champion kickboxer and he's, he's trying his hand at MMA, so there's there's a, a game plan 100% to beat him, but then came out and absolutely just took the bloke's head off with a flying knee, just like nonchalant, barely even put any power into it. Yeah, poor lad, it blinked and you missed it sort of thing. The best thing about that fight was just how knackered the geezer looked after the first round (laughs) how are you that tight i know like wrestling's proper hard work but he looked fucked didn't he yeah i was like right that's it you're out (laughs) i didn't think you'd win like that though that was just a brilliant knee when it just on the right on the dish and out so but i was actually saying when i was slating the sort of the deepness of that division and that we're, we're relying on someone who's on the prelims to, to come up and face Adesanya Priyuli because he beat him in a different sport. But 
I've changed my mind on a lot of things, which says a lot about my views just mean absolutely nothing. But a couple of fights and he might be straight in there, in it. But back to Whitaker, I think you're right. I think he has got the tools to beat him. He's just got to utilize them correctly and a bit more uh, intelligently, I suppose. Last time was probably one of his worst performances I've seen in the mm. UFC from him. So he can't be any worse than that. Let's put it that way. And he's definitely got the tools. He was carrying a lot of baggage when he being a champion in front of that many people. I don't think he's he's better being a chaser than a defender, it seems. Um, I think this is going to go over five rounds, and I think it's going to be very back and forth, and I think we might see a bit of a classic there. So very interesting fight, Joseph, and we'll get it soon as well. So kick, kick start the year next year with, with a bang. And hopefully, I'm hoping for a Whitaker win, as I think it will shake up that division a little bit more, because you might see you might see Adesanya and Till in this stand-up fight, and then Whitaker can fight some of the others, and... And all that carry on. Give it a little <laughs> bit of a freshness, you know. Yeah, and just to wrap things up, on 205, good fight coming up on the next card this weekend. The Crouton, Jimmy Crute, always got shouted out against Jamal Hill. Obviously lost to Paul Craig last time out. Shout out Paul Craig. He needs to get a fight lined up, uh, just to mm. throw that in there. But yeah, Jamal Hill, plenty of potential there, isn't he? And this is a great fight. Again, it's kind of like, you're not really doing him any favours starting out his career. He ain't got a ton of fights behind him, Jamal Hill. And he's up against the Crouton, who, who is who is one of my favourites in that division. So, yeah, that'll be a good one as well. Yeah, good one. This is on that Aldo Font card, isn't it? Yeah, Jamal yeah. Hill, he's back from his wobbly arm. And you got Crute's wobbly foot. Yeah, there's a couple of wobblies there, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, true. He had a wobbly ankle and he got a wobbly arm. So, <laughs> we'll see what happens here. Could be like a couple of stretch Armstrongs in this fight. But that's a great fight. Yeah, I quite like both guys, actually. Both quite good characters yeah. and good fights. Yeah. See what happens. Hopefully... The winner can kick on, make a little bit of run at 205. I actually see just come to me now. I think Ankalaev's fighting Thiago Santos. Yeah, you think you might be right, actually, yeah. So that's a big fight. I think that is probably number one contender of a number one contender, would you say? I would say so, wouldn't you? Would you say? Potentially, <laughs> potentially I think if Ankalaev, because he didn't look as impressive, did he, in his last one, played it a little bit safe, maybe. I don't know if he comes out here and starches him. Because Santos is kind of playing it s- tactical, I-, I would say. He ain't been the same since John Jones fight. No. <laughs> He's just been a bit tense. What was that one? Obviously, the Walker one was his last one. Didn't look, didn't pull the trigger really there. And there was that really shit fight. Was it not Prohashka? Rakic. He had a fight with him and it was just boring yeah, from yeah. start to finish. So he's not really looked the same since that injury, which is understandable, but... He's going to have to against Ankalaev if he's going to get a win, because I think Ankalaev could probably break him down a little bit. But mm. exciting times at 2.05, as per. Yeah, I think that wraps us up then for this one. Let's wrap it up, son. Let's wrap it up. All right, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Check out Mustard MMA on Instagram and www. Don't know why I said that. You don't need to say that anymore, do you? <laughs> Fucking hell, it's about 20 years ago, that is. MustardMMA.com, go check that out for all the latest blogs, all your links to where you can find a podcast and all that business as well. But otherwise, catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Farewell. Farewell.